0: Hey guys, Ben Taylor with Raw Motivations. Wanted to come on here and talk to you today um, part three. Again, never done a part three before. So part one, part two, part three of narcissists groom their victims. Because a lot of times people don't want to admit that. They don't want to get to the idea of saying like, hey, like I actually was groomed. Like, that's a disgusting feeling. That's a feeling that people don't want to admit. People don't want to admit that it's happened to them, that it's been fabricated. And what we're looking at today is we're looking at this book, Psychopath Free. And we're in the chapter, in the section that's called The Manufactured Soul. So perhaps the most insidious of all the psychopaths' evils, their relationship cycle, during which they gleefully and systematically wipe out the identity of an unsuspecting victim, cold and calculated emotional rape. That's a little tagline on it all right so manufactured soul so in this chapter what is called is personalized grooming so if you haven't had a chance, watch the other three, watch the other two videos that we've got on this, um, where we talk about uh, a couple of the characteristics. Uh, one the, the first one was we have so much in common. So how a, nar- a narcissist, toxic person, psychopath connects with people. Like we have so much in common, like our taste is so similar. Um, the second one is we have the same hopes, dreams, and desires. So the idea of like future faking of like, Oh, I want that too. Like house with a white picket fence, four kids and two dogs, like, you know, that kind of a thing. Um, then we have uh, number three, share the same insecurity. So the things that you're insecure about, they'll become or they'll appear to be insecure about early on. That way you can start working to build a man, to build a woman and fix that other person. Um, then the aspect of you are beautiful. And so this touches on the aspect of love bombing and getting involved with someone where you're relying on their consistent praise because it happens so much. It's so reliable that you rely on that. So when they pull back, you're like, wait a second. like What happened? And you try to go back for more. And you try to figure out like what's wrong. You try to fix yourself. So anyways, that was the first four that was touched on in the first two videos about narcissists grooming their victims. So what we want to talk about today is the last two. Okay, narcissists groom their victims. So the phrase we're going to talk about today is I've never felt this way in my life. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Did you ever hear that from your narcissist, from a toxic person? Let's read about it here. And I quote, this is where the comparison begins. They hold you in high regard, far, far above all their other relationships. They explain in detail every one of the reasons you are better than their exes. They can't remember the last time that they've been this happy. You will constantly hear sweeping declarations like, I can't believe how lucky I am. Statements like these play on your intimate desire to make others happy. They convince you that you're providing them with a special sort of joy, something that they cannot find in anyone else. This becomes a point of pride for you, knowing that you are the one they want despite all their other admirers. The psychopath will refer to you as perfect and flawless, which becomes an overwhelming sense of cognitive dissonance when their words inevitably change to crazy and jealous. As you work through these memories, remember that their compliments were always shallow and calculated. They use these tactics with everyone. For each target, the idealization phase will be different. However, one thing remains true throughout each relationship. They have they really have never felt this way in their life. Psychopaths do not actually feel the love and the happiness that they so frequently proclaim. They oscillate between contempt, envy, and boredom, nothing more. End quote. So, like, the idea there, they put, like, never felt this way. They put that in quotes. And I just realized that as I was reading it. Because it's, like, the idea of, like, they never felt that way because they actually never felt that way. It's actually a really good way to put it. You know, oftentimes you'll have this where they put those comparisons. So, some of the ideas of, like, love bombing. But, like, the ideas of, like, how amazing you are. You know, I've never felt this way before. Like, you are literally one of the perfect people. Uh, Like, I can't believe you. Like, compared to everybody else, like, you are an angel compared to all my other exes. Compared to everybody else, like, I can't believe I'm so lucky to be with you because, gosh, let me tell you, all those people before, and you start to see the narcissist put this into motion and put this into play. And what happens is the things that they compliment, the things that they love, the things that they respect or love about you end up being the things that they hate. You notice the book has said, as they refer to you as perfect and flawless, the words will never change to crazy and jealous. There's going to be like the idea, like in the relationship of, I can't believe how much you care about people. You know, you care too much about people. Like, I can't believe like, there's always this dissonance going back and forth. There's always this change. Like, I love how you always wanna be with me. Can you give me some space? Like, you really need to stop being so clingy. Like, I love that you have so many friends. Like, you've got way too many friends and like I don't really think they're the best influence on you. The things that the narcissist, psychopath, toxic person compliments early on often ends up being the things that they end up despising at the end of the relationship or when the mask starts to slip. It's something to be careful about. The idea of like, I've never felt this way in my life ends up ringing so true because they haven't felt that way in their life. All it is, is manufactured. It's manufacturing the idea, the connection that they're going to be this way with you, that they're enjoying something they've never experienced before in all their relationships and all their life. And they're like, wow, like you really are the best person ever. In reality, They're just building you up again. That way they can take you back down. They're just telling you things. That way later on they can say, no, that's not true. And they end up hating the things that they compliment. All right, so that was number five. I've never felt this way in my life. Last one here. Number six, we are soulmates. Did they ever tell you that? I feel like there's like a, a, a trend a lot of times. Uh, soulmates, uh, twin flames, You know, something that's like, this is way deeper than just love. You know, than just a connection. Like we actually are tied together through the cosmos of time and you know, we're never going to be apart. And no matter if we ever leave each other or lose contact, we'll always find each other. Something like that? Let's read here about it. So we are soulmates. And I quote, Psychopaths love the idea of soulmates. It implies something different from love. It implies that there are higher powers at work, that you're meant to be together. It means that they consume your entire being mind, and body. It creates a psychic bond that lasts long after the relationship is ended. Perhaps there is a small part in all of us that longs for a soulmate, the perfect person to complete our lives, someone with whom we can share everything, a lover and a best friend. And there is nothing wrong with this. I cannot stress the point enough. Psychopaths will manipulate your dreams and fantasies, but that does not invalidate your dreams and fantasies and make them weaknesses. After being discarded by a psychopath, many survivors denounce everything about their past life, raising a permanent guard to protect themselves from more abuse. Please don't do this. If you believe in soulmates, you will find a real one. You will meet a man or a woman who is full of gentle compassion and kindness. You will never question your heart because of them. You will ha- you, your love will blossom on its own without all of the manufactured intensity. And the psychopath was not your soulmate. And they never will be. To be your soulmate, they would of course need to have a soul. After reading the above list, you may feel angry with yourself for falling for this duplicity. How could I be so stupid, you might ask, but please don't beat yourself up. You weren't targeted because you were stupid. On the contrary, you were chosen because of the many good qualities you possess. A psychopath's perfect target is idealistic, forgiving, generous, and romantic. Most targets are very selective about their partners often feeling lonely and frustrated by the dating scene. So when the psychopath comes along to mirror all of your greatest fantasies, you pour your entire heart and soul into the relationship. You'll invest everything you can emotionally, financially, and physically. You quickly feel comfortable opening up because the psychopath grooms you to believe that you've found the one. This forms an immediate bond of trust and familiarity. However, when the psychopath begins the devaluing process, you'll attempt to absorb all the blame of the relationship in order to restore the perfect memory you had of the person who once claimed to be your soulmate. This is why psychotherapy awareness is so important. Without the missing puzzle piece, it is only logic to, logical to assume that this soulmate existed at some point and might return again with enough, enough love and enough care. But once we understand psychopathy, we come to realize that this person never existed at all. It was a mere image, a carbon copy of everything we wanted in a partner. When psychopaths lose this element of surprise, their pool of victims diminishes significantly. So that idea, the last one here, of the idea of soulmates. You know, does that, was that ever something that was communicated to you? Soulmates, soul ties, like forever, that concept? Because they want to be able to establish that. They want to be able to establish that, hey, there's something deeper here than love. There's something that's driving us. There's something that's bringing us together forever. And they make you feel like they have the one. And then how I was talking about there, they make you feel like they have the one. So when they pull away, when they start devaluing you, then logically like, hey, that's the one. Like they didn't change. Like it must be me. And then we get into that gaslighting. We get into the thought process of, like, you're the crazy one. You're the one that's not doing this. Like, you're the problem in the relationship. Like, what's going on? Like, this is all you. And they'll do that. Because, obviously, you guys were fine before. Like, and nothing, nothing on the narcissist side changed, obviously. In reality, it wasn't ever there. It was just a facade. It was just a mask. It was just something that was put up to try to be able to trap you longer. And try to be able to keep you coming back to someone who's actively abusing you. If you guys don't by now, follow. We've got TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, dropping nuggets of truth every single day on the platform to bring awareness, growth, healing, and change. I do that every day by talking with people who are in narcissistic abusive relationships. I do that with one-on-ones. You can click down below to grab that, and we can talk and try to work through the trombone, trying to work through limbo land, like detoxing from the narcissist, and trying to get to a place of clarity and growth and what's it look like for your future so you can connect with healthy people and not have that narcissist come back in your life and how you're going to react if that ever happens. That's my goal on this platform. Uh, please check out the podcast. So we're on uh, Apple, Apple Podcasts, also on Spotify. I've uh, got some interesting episodes coming out just with Narcissist and Empath, where I'm talking with a friend of mine who's been in a narcissistic abusive relationship and physically abusive relationship, and she's the empath. I'm the narcissist. We've been friends for years and trying to show like, some of the differences and also just kind of share our stories as well. So check that out. If you're interested in being involved with a community of like-minded people, like join the NARC app. N-A-R-C. Look it up on uh, Apple or on Google Play. It's Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Community, N-A-R-C. Look that up, and there's a lot of people on there that are in their process of healing, growth, that are learning. There's different lessons that are coming out on a monthly basis, different interactions, different tools on there that you can be able to utilize to get healing, growth, and change in your life. Hope to check it out. Hope to see you there.